Um, all right, so it's been quite an eventful um, weekend in the sport of mixed martial arts. So on Saturday night, we had a UFC fight night uh, where Jose Aldo uh, reminded us, because a lot of us forgot, just how great he is, was, and always will be, kind of like Bret Hart. And I know I got that uh, catchphrase wrong. Apologies up front, James. Um, and then, obviously, we had Sergio Pettis uh, produce a highlight reel finish against the one and only Kyoji Horiguchi. I want to not get that wrong, so let me read it. Kyoji Horiguchi, oh, I got it right, um, in the Bellator event on Friday night. So I just wanted to take a few minutes to talk about what happened over the weekend. But before I do, my name's Rahul J. Chan. This is the Battle Camp. Thank you very much for joining me. If you're new to the channel, please do consider subscribing. Uh, first and foremost, I uh, just quickly want to shout out Ryan O'Connor. Uh, because Ryan, um, thank you for messaging me um, on Monday and telling me to make this video because <clears throat> I struggle with motivation sometimes, man. Like you sit here, you put some effort into, you know, sharing your opinions, recording it, editing it, posting it. And you come back two or three days later and you've got 37 views and it's a bit like fucking hell, man. What a waste of time. But you gotta, you got to keep pushing through, innit? That's how you get. That's how you get more subscribers and all of that. Uh, but it's just nice to get a bit of encouragement along the way. So appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, um, much like yourself, Ryan, um, I was, um, I was kind of, I don't know, I don't know what the right, the right terminology is, but I was quite inspired by uh, Jose Aldo. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't inspired to go and fucking sign up at my local gym and get hit in the face. Um, just inspired by the road that he's been on and the perseverance that he's shown and the fact that he's still there doing what he loves at such a high level. Um, I think going into the fight, the perception, well, my perception, I can't talk for everyone else on the planet, but my perception was that this is almost like the last kind of the final test before Rob Font meets the big boss in a computer game and in in this kind of context it will be this is the final test that rob font gets before he's in the title shot conversation so that means either he gets the next title shot or he's definitely in a cemented number one contender fight for the next title shot um actually let's go one step further when aljo dropped out of his fight against peter yan uh, for the bantamweight title rob font was was contacted to be the replacement for the interim belt uh but he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't make it happen because of just you know training and you know the time scales and all of that stuff right um so he's definitely someone that's earned his way up the ladder uh to be in these conversations and his performances have kind of reflected that of late right because obviously his last fight was against Cody Garbrandt, where he absolutely schooled him, um, and that was back in May. But prior to that, Marlon Marais, which was a spectacular knockout. Uh, Ricky Simon before that, and ironically, Sergio Pettis uh, prior to that, right? So he's been on a, on a decent one. And personally speaking, going into the fight, I just assumed that this would be... Um, like, I was very cognizant of how good Jose Aldo still is. But I just felt as though because this is a five rounder, it might be difficult for Jose Aldo in the later rounds. Um, obviously, 
Jose Aldo won this fight comprehensively. Um, I think it was, he won every single round in two of the judges. Yeah, so 50-45 for two judges and 49-46 for one judge. Now, I don't know whether there was a 10-8 round in there as well. Do you know what I mean? Because I can't remember whether it was a second round or the third round where Jose Aldo just started pouring it on him, knocked him down, hurt him. And... um, Jose Aldo turned into the turned in the kind of performance that is a um, what's the opposite of gentle um, the opposite of a gentle reminder that's what it was um, just telling us reminding us that I'm still I'm still a, a very very high level fire and I think personally speaking um, I'm, I'm very kind of um, careful about doing this because I've, I've caught myself doing this in the past. So I've, I, I'm, I'm very kind of conscious of, of trying not to make this mistake moving forward is if a fighter has a bad performance, um, I try not to judge them just off of that one performance. Or if they have a really good performance, I try not to think that uh, this guy's ne- the next best thing since, since sliced bread, right? Like, for example, when Conor McGregor lost to Dustin Poirier the first time, you had people totally losing their shit, losing their rag, telling us how Conor McGregor just doesn't have it anymore and oh, um, he's just not in the right headspace, he's not training the way he should be training. You had True Geordie going red in the face, filming a video much like I'm doing at the moment, telling us he, he was he's finished. No, Conor McGregor's finished. Like, And um, if you guys remember what I said in my kind of post-fight kind of um video i i was just like well you know it was just a bad day at the office i don't really think he's finished i'm pretty sure he's capable of coming back again and when jose aldo had um you know had a checkered kind of history over the last three or four years in terms of his the results of his fights um a lot of people had written jose aldo off and personally i hadn't written written him off as a fighter i just felt as though his ability to recapture a belt um might not be at the required level if that makes sense and this win against rob font it didn't surprise me by any means right i I wasn't surprised but again at the same time i don't want to be captain hindsight and pretend as though, oh yeah, I predicted this, because I didn't. I'll reiterate, I thought Rob Font is going to beat Jose Aldo, right? Um, But while the fight was playing out the way it was, where Rob Font was trying to really push the pace and and trying to um, outwork Jose Aldo and trying to not let Jose Aldo settle and, and, and just trying to be the first one to the punch, literally, and just stifling Jose Aldo. And the way Jose Aldo was able to kind of um, weather the storms and come back and really crack Rob Font with powerful strikes and hurt Rob Font, um, that didn't surprise me, right? That None of that surprised me. But at the same time, it was kind of like a pleasant reminder for me personally that why, why, why would I? Why would I think that Jose Aldo doesn't have the skills that he that he that? Why do I think he's in decline? Why do I think he's declined more than he has? I, I don't even know if he has actually declined. Right? Maybe someone like Jack Slack or someone that can really look at someone's technical capabilities in the octagon can 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 answer that question. Um, but for me personally, if I just kind of cast my mind back to when I first 
came across Jose Aldo. Um, it was when he was fighting in WEC, and I remember kind of um, hearing about these leg kicks uh, where he destroyed Uriah Faber's leg, and uh, Uriah Faber was on crutches. I don't know whether Uriah Faber broke both his legs in that fight, or, or what. I can't remember the context behind it, right? But I remember seeing, I remember seeing these um, clips on YouTube uh, when he beat Cub Swanson uh, in the first round and, and, and knocked him out with a flying knee, and all of this stuff was back in two thousand and nine, right? But when he, when he, when he made his UFC debut, which was in oh shit, when Mark, you fought Mark Hominick for the first in twenty eleven. That can't be right. I'm sure he had a couple of fights before that in in the UFC. But yeah, because I remember I, I remember that fight so specific. So here's like this is the point I'm trying to make, right? Because in the UK at that time it was difficult to get WEC on TV, right? Um, and then, but when he fought Mark Hominick, according to this Wikipedia page, that was his UFC debut. But in my head, he had fought in the UFC a few times prior to that prior to that event in Toronto in the, the Rogers Centre, whatever it was called. Um, and the reason why I'm saying all of this is he, he had this, he had this um, reputation and he just had this air of invincibility. And the only thing that I can compare it to is, is John Jones when he was on his run, when he beat, Rampage and he beat Rashad Evans and he beat Shogun for the belt to start with and he beat Machida and there was a period in John Jones's career at 205 pounds uh, I, you know if you can remember what I'm talking about but there was that period where it just felt as though John Jones is going to win it's just a question of how right and Jose Aldo had that and Anderson Silva had that. Anderson Silva had that in at 185 pounds when he was on his winning streak as champion. It was just like, how is anyone going to beat him? There's no way that, you know, I can't even think of a, someone that he beat, but there's no way Fire X is going to beat him. Like, like the point I'm trying to make is he was literally like, he just had this, he just had this invisible armor of greatness and invincibility around him wrapped around him and the fact that he you know he lost to conor mcgregor and then he had those two defeats to max holloway and who else has he lost to and then and then volkanov and then actually he lost to volkanovsky and then after that volkanovsky lost he you know just out of nowhere oh i'm dropping down to bantamweight by the way guys when um there was so much talk Actually, when he was on this run at 145 pounds, at how difficult it is for him to 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 make that weight at 145 pounds, and it just felt like it just felt like the obvious step for him was to move up to 155 pounds. And for me, I felt as though when he decided that I'm going down to bantamweight, I felt like you know when fighters get to get to a certain point of their career where they haven't quite hit the goal that they thought they were going to hit uh, in terms of being a champion of the chosen weight class that they've been operating in for the majority of their career. So then they decide, actually, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to drop down or I'm going to go up. Uh, 
Luke Rockhold, for example, Chris Weidman going up to £205. Who else? Um, Cody Garbrandt, he's doing it. He's going down to £125. Who knows how he's going to look uh, against Kai Caro France on, on whenever that is. I think that's this weekend, actually. The point I'm trying to make is when he made that move, when 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 Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo made that move, I thought to myself, he's doing that thing that fighters do where um, they can't quite admit that their skill level just isn't at the same level as the top guys in the sport currently. So they're blaming it on other things such as weight, etc. And he's come into this weight class and he's done well. And I look, obviously he has lost, he's lost to Peter Yan and that fight was entertaining for the first two rounds or so. First two, two and a half rounds. And then Peter Yan just took over. Um, but the win against Marlon Vera, the win against Pedro Munoz, and then the win against Rob Font. Um, I think, I think it's just more of a case of like, you know how Khabib recently was talking about how Jose Aldo should just retire. And Jose Aldo shouldn't be fighting anymore because he can never be champion again. And that should be the goal if you're a fighter. And, you know, it's all well and good saying that if you are good enough to achieve those goals. And clearly Jose Aldo is was good enough because he was champion for a sustained period of time, right? But at the same time, at the same time, like those standards will effectively or, or that way of looking at things would effectively rule out 85, 90 percent of the fighters that do this sport professionally. And there's a met, there's a lot of people in Khabib's team that have fought professionally and do fight professionally that don't really have any chance of being champion themselves. Um, at least Jose Aldo achieved that goal. He, he attained that level of greatness, right? But Jose Aldo is still operating at such a high level. And it's weird, right? Because, you know, when someone is actually, actually achieves something so, you know, so great in the sport as Jose Alda has done us as fans turn around and start saying oh no he's, he, he just doesn't have it anymore he should retire like we we just make this kind of blanket um, assessment that this guy shouldn't be doing what he loves anymore because in our minds he's not as good or as great as he once was right and it might even be true because again sat here i don't know whether he does have what he needs to be a to, to be a peter yan um to be fair i i i wouldn't i wouldn't be i i don't know whether he'd be able to beat a tj dillashaw Corey sanhagen would be interesting um aljo would be interesting but i don't know whether 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 um whether Jose Aldo has what it ha has what he needs to be champion again, but he's he's been fighting in this sport and he's come across he, he's been fighting um, amongst three generations of fighters, and he's still fighting at, at a very 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 high level, and he needs his he needs his flowers for that, and actually I'm glad that from what I've seen uh, from the MMA media covering the sport, that's what he's got. 
Um, he's got the respect that he deserves um, because of his performance over the weekend, and he's got the he's got the love that he deserves and the adulation around his like. It's, it's caused people to look back at his career and reassess how we how we perceive him as a fighter, myself included. Um, so yeah, it's nice to see, man. I love these kind of stories in 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 combat sports. Um, because it's it's too often when a fighter um, becomes a champion and then loses the belt and then they go on this kind of spiraling journey that has the odd peak here and there but then there's another trough and you get to a point where you have people sat there online telling you that you're shit and you shouldn't be doing this anymore stop fighting retire already and it's, it, I don't know, man, maybe it's the fact that I'm an Arsenal fan, right? And the way we've been playing recently, uh, I just, I can't, like, just, I go on social media and all I see is just people reacting with, like, this visceral kind of sense of hate and emotion about one bad result. And admittedly, we've had more than one bad result this season. Like, I was supposed to record this video yesterday, Monday night, after the football, but... The way I felt after we lost to Everton, I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't sit here and, and talk crap in front of a camera because I was genuinely upset. Like Arsenal genuinely has an effect on my mental health. But just seeing how people react, the same people that were telling us that Arteta is, um, oh, Arteta ball, he, he's finally doing it, he's turned us around, we're, 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 we're doing, we're going to be top four this season. And then it's the same people telling, like, tweeting about Arteta out. Oh, I never believed in him. What is his philosophy? Blah blah blah. People just like it's almost like they don't they they, but like, it doesn't even register to them that I was saying I was saying I'm completely contradicting what I was saying two weeks ago. And that kind of mentality exists in sport, man. It just exists in sport. And I'm, I have been guilty of it in the past, and I, I, I genuinely do try and make a conscious effort of not, not, not being that guy anymore. Um, but it's just nice to see. It's just nice to see the, the the respect that that someone of Jose Aldo, Aldo's stature is is getting now after this after this big win. To be frank, big win. Um, I don't mean to go on for so long about this, but um, you can see, obviously, um, it just had a nice, you know, it's a, a nice feel-good story. A nice feel-good story for the weekend. Um, another nice feel-good story for the weekend, uh, for Sergio Pettis, that is. Um, he defeated Kyoji Horoguchi on, uh, at Bellator 272 via spinning backfist. So uh, Sergio Pettis was getting dominated by Horoguchi. And actually, let me take a step back because Horoguchi was a new signing uh, by Bellator. And he is amongst the MMA hipsters, a highly rated bantamweight, someone where they say he genuinely is a, a top five pound for pound bantamweight in the world. Um, he obviously pro previously was fighting in the UFC. The only defeat he had in the UFC was against a certain Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. Um, he left the UFC and went to Ryzen. I think he's had one defeat in Ryzen, which he immediately rectified in a rematch by knocking the guy out. Uh, Kaya Asakura, um, but he enters. He entered Bellator, Bellator with a twenty-nine and three record, right? Um, and fighting against Sergio Pettis on Friday night, watching that fight, um, 
like I hadn't personally, I hadn't seen Harold Gucci fight for years, right? Since his UFC days. Uh, but the way he was um, dominating, or dom- I don't know if dominating is the right word. Uh, the way he was beating uh, Sergio Pettis in that fight, um, you know, people were saying that he had won every single round until he got knocked out. I don't know. I, I, I didn't, to be honest with you, I watched it during the day yesterday. I had half an hour on my laptop because I was, um, you know, working, but I had it on in the background. Um and from what I saw, I could definitely concur with the fact that Horiguchi was winning the fight. I don't know whether there was it was so clear that he won the first round, but I didn't really watch it intently. You know, I did take my eye off the ball a couple of times. But the point I'm trying to make is I could see why um, he was as highly rated as people were telling us he is. Uh, Luke, Ca- Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell uh, on the Morning Combat Show were telling us when he signed to Bellator, oh, this guy, you know, he's he's a... It'll be a very difficult test for Sergio Pettis. He's a very, 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 very good martial artist. And they were excited about the fact that Bellator had signed him, right? Um, so the way he was fighting that fight, it looked as though Sergio Pettis was just not going to find that next gear uh, to overcome uh, Horoguchi. Um, but also, it didn't look as though he was going to be able to knock Horoguchi out because just how clinical Horoguchi was with his striking and the way he was able to level change so quickly and secure takedowns or push uh, Sergio Pettis up against the fence and and then you know just basically he was dominating him in in, in certain kind of uh, transitions in the fight right um, and then out of nowhere uh, Sergio Pettis throws his high kick and he follows it up with a spinning back fist which connects and it knocks Horoguchi clean out now like, I, I think I said at the start of this video, I can't remember if I did say it or not, to be honest. Uh, but that's the kind of um, finish that you usually associate with Sergio Pettis' brother. And it's a, I feel like it's a, it's a nice moment. Because even though Sergio Pettis won the Bantamweight title, the Bellator Bantamweight, Bantamweight title um, against, I always forget this guy's name. What is his name? Oh, Juan Archuleta. He beat Juan Archuleta, Archuleta back in May. Um, <clears throat> it felt as though he's always kind of just, even then, to me personally, he was a little bit kind of in his brother's shadows, right? Wrestling with shadows. Um, but yeah, um, doing the way he won that fight, obviously it was a nice, it was nice for him to have a, a highlight reel moment, right? Because he's had big wins, but when he's had big wins, they've been kind of decisions and things of that nature, as was his victory over one Atalera. Um, so I, I, I liked the fact that he was able to secure this big win and the way he sat on that fence of the cage and he was like, what time is it? It's my motherfucking time. And I thought, yeah, it is your time, Sergio. Well done. Fair play to you, mate. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you to get that big moment and, you know, loads of different people are posting it on social media and talking about it, etc, etc. Um, so, yeah, I was, I, was, I, was, I was glad to see that. Um, commiserations to Horiguchi because he was winning the fight. He was winning the fight, but I suppose that's why we love the sport. That's why we love the sport because anything can happen at the drop of a hat within a split of a second and Kyoji Horoguchi learnt that the hard way on Friday night unfortunately for him um 
Now, <laughs> please comment this below, right? If you've, if you've got this far in the video, that is. Please, please, please do comment. Do you, do you, do you, do you give a shit about a bantamweight tournament? Because I don't. Like, I feel disconnected from Bellator, and I've been saying this for a, a good year or so. Like, I don't really feel any excitement for Bellator because they keep in divisions where they can, pers I feel like, where they can have, you know, real kind of inject some energy into a, a division and, and have some kind of excitement and storylines, etc, etc. They keep having these tournaments, Grand Prix, that they call it, and I struggle to give a shit. I genuinely struggle to give a shit about these tournaments that they keep putting together. And I, I, I don't know why it's so necessary that for them to do that. Like, I don't know why they can't just say, all right, look, let's, 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 let's just put this guy in with this guy. Let's put Sergio Pettis in with the guy that has the biggest, like, now, they, they would be well within their rights to book a rematch between Sergio Pettis and Horiguchi after how that played out. But now there's going to be this tournament, who knows what bracket, who's going to be in, it's going to drag out for a year and a half, and then eventually we're going to have the winner get crowned, no one's really going to care. Um, I just wish they'd stop, will you stop, Juan, stop, stop, Juan, but I, 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 I just, I struggled to get excited about these Grand Prix, man. Um... Yeah, I think that's kind of it. Uh, I plan on I plan on doing this more often, rather than like I, I mentioned that like, I struggle to just keep engaged with doing all of this stuff, YouTube and whatnot, and 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 keep making content. So I think I'm going to change my approach, and rather than just making videos when I feel like it, <clears throat> which leads me to become lazy and not feeling like making a video, which is why I don't make videos for weeks on end. Um, I feel like I'm going to start just doing Tuesdays and Thursdays. If I say on Tuesday I'm making a video and on Thursday I'm making a video, whatever the topic is, however long and sh long or short the video might be, that's what I'm going to do. So that's what my plan is. Now, I'm not making excuses and I'm not already backing out of this plan, but obviously we are approaching a festive period, so it might be difficult as the year this year comes to an end, but definitely from January, I think that's the new game plan. Twice a week, on a Tuesday and a Thursday, and then if something is proper like breaking news that makes you go like, wow, can't believe that happened, then I can just make a video as and when breaking news sort of thing. Um, but yeah, that's my plan. Let me know what you guys think about the stuff that I've been banging on about for the last half hour or so. Um, apologies, this took way longer than I, I, I anticipated it would. Uh, but just had a few things to get off my chest because today I got time. Today I got time. Um, yeah, let me know what you guys think about anything that I've said. Please feel free to share your own original opinions in the comments below about the topics that I've been discussing. And like, comment, share, subscribe, all of that good shit. I will catch you guys next time.